right everyone i hope um you're doing well and i just want to have a little bible studies with you tonight and um give us an encouragement that we try to find time in the word especially in this season and i want to start with um some reading from first kings chapter 12 verse 25 to uh, maybe 33 i might i might stop before that and it reads thus then jeroboam built shechem in the mountains of ephraim and dwelt there also he went out from there and built penuel and jeroboam said in his heart now the kingdom may return to the house of david if these people go up to offer sacrifices in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the heart of this people will turn back to their Lord. Rehoboam king of Judah, and they will kill me and go back to Rehoboam king of Judah. Therefore the king asked advice, made two calves of gold, and said to the people, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, O Israel, which brought you up from the land of egypt and he set up one in bethel and the other he put in dan now this thing became a sin for the people went to worship before the one as far as dan he made shrines on the high places and made priests from every class of people who were not of the sons of levi Joabam ordained a feast on the 15th day of the eighth month like the feast that was in judah and offered sacrifices on the altar so he did at Bethel, sacrificing to the calves that he had made. And at Bethel he installed the priests of the high places which he had made. So he made offerings on the altar which he made at Bethel on the fifteenth day of the eighth month, in the month which he had devised in his own heart. And he ordained a feast for the children of Israel and offered sacrifice on the altar and burnt incense. And um, that's, that's the end of the text. And... I am coming to you from the book of John um, chapter 4 where it talks about the woman of Samaria and um, there's a discussion I had in one of my podcasts where I was talking about this whole issue of this woman at the well a very familiar story and if you don't know the story you can jump into John chapter 4 and read it's a couple of verses i won't get into all of it but we know this there's this story in john chapter 4 of jesus going through samaria and as he's going through samaria he he stops at a well and this samaritan woman comes and he has this discourse with her and they're they're having this discussion and for time's sake um this woman is saying that in, in in John 4 verse 20 she's saying our fathers worship on the mountain and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship now that statement that she's making now in Jesus's time is a throwback to what I just read in 1st Kings 12 verse 25 to 33 um, this is many hundreds of years ago where King Jeroboam um, God gave him 10 tribes, but he began to doubt that the people would stay with him. So, um, in, in, a, in a bid to not be overthrown, he set up some golden calves like I just read in Kings. I hope you can make the connection. This is very, very important. So as I go into what I'm going to say, he set up some golden calves because Israel had become split. 
Judah from Israel. And if you don't understand, I tried to do a podcast on understanding the Old Testament. So you can listen to it. Um, you can listen to it so that you can get some understanding beyond what I'm saying. Now, what, what, why this is very important? Um, we have to be very careful about religion and religious practices. Right? Not because something... You see, we're practicing something today, even, even in the church, means it's getting you anywhere with God. And that, that's just something that has to be thrown out there. We have to come to a place in our life where we understand that there are things we do and it's a part of our religious practice, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to get you anywhere with God. Um... Case in point, um, you know, I'm a person, I love to wear my tie and have my, what I call, quote-unquote, church clothes. But church clothes doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get closer with God. It's just a part of our religion, our religion, our religious practice. So there are some things that we have to be able, as believers, to, 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 to filter through and realize that there are some things that are essential, there are some things that are non-essential, and... And, and, and try to have a, a frame, a, a, a understanding of what is important with your walk with Jesus. Now, the reason I'm saying all of this, and I don't want to jump ahead of myself because I have a little note, some notes here, is when King Jeroboam went to the people of Israel and said, we're going to set up two golden calves, one in Dan and one in Bethel. So don't go down to Jerusalem. We're going to say, these are the gods that brought us out of Egypt. One would wonder... Wasn't there anybody who could have said that? No, but that is not what the Torah said. Wasn't there anybody in Israel who could identify that the practices and what was being done was not in keeping with what God, what the word of God said? And the reason I am I am pushing this message out is sometimes as I interact with the churches, you don't get the sense that a lot of persons, maybe 99, I don't know if I want to put a percentage to it, are people who spend their time and read the Bible to get frame and narrative of what God is saying. When you read it, you don't get, you don't get this understanding that um, a lot of persons are going into the text and reading the Bible. Um, there are a few persons I see do it. There are some I used to see do it. Um, but 90 majority of people that come on, I never hear them make a biblical statement from my from from I've been the pastor of the church. I've never heard some persons make a biblical statement. That means it does not seem. I'm not saying persons aren't praying. I'm not saying persons aren't singing worship song. But when it comes to having an understanding of God, the number one source of information that we re receive about God and how to be in right standing with God is the word of God, the Bible. And there are so many scriptures that say it. In fact, in every one of John's, well, not everyone, but in John's gospel, he, he starts out, even the same gospel of John, where the story is, it starts out in John 1 by saying, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And it goes on to say, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now, the, the, when, they, when they talk about word, it means that Jesus is the revelation of God. Jesus is the intelligence of God. You cannot understand God without going to the word. Because without the word, you would know that God is called Yahweh, 
Jehovah, you'd know that Emmanuel would be among us. It is the word that it, God, God is a self-revealing God. You could not come into a knowledge of God without God first telling you who he is. So the word of God is centrally important to the life of the believer. Now, this is where, as I said before, I can't understand how these people allow this to happen in their life. And this is where reading your Bible becomes very important. Now, let me throw back to the, 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 the tribes of Israel. These 10 tribes must have stopped reading the Torah. And the Torah is the first five books of the Old Testament from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They must have stopped reading the Torah. They must have stopped reading the Tanakh. The Tanakh is the entire Old Testament. That is the Hebrew Bible. They must not have been reading it. There's no way these people could have been reading it. And this leader come up and say something which was obviously not in keeping with God's law. And it passed over the people until it became so widely accepted by the people that they, they they actually started to do what this man said without having a own their own biblical narrative or their own framework of what the word of god said it's it the importance to follow the word of god or the bible or scripture and not religion is it is it is it is it is it is, it is integral to your survival now how could they not have known that's the, the children of Israel. This wasn't wrong if they were reading their the Bible. They couldn't, you know. They unless what had happened, they must have they must have stopped reading the Bible and start to depend on somebody else to read the Bible and stand before them and tell them what the word of God says. And the Bible says that as a Christian, we must desire the sincere milk of the word. We must spend time trying to, to, to put ourselves with, not just to engage it um, philosophically, but to engage it as a life-giving source. And sometimes there's so much things that come to crush that, 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 this, that, that, what I want to say now, that crush that, 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 that intensity that we should have for the world, right? So when we come to John 4, which is the woman at the well, the woman of Samaria is continuing a religious practice that got Israel nowhere spiritually and was getting her nowhere spiritually too. So for hundreds of years, they were these people, you know, would, would have been the original ten tribes of Israel. If you listen to my my the, the thing I have up about understanding the Old Testament, I'm going to see if I can do it a lot more better. But for now, that's just the one I put up to give you an overview. These 10 tribes from the days of Jeroboam was doing a religious practice that was getting them nowhere. That generation died out. Um, they were taken out of the land. The Samaritans came on. They were following. Because when you hear about the high place, when the lady says, when you hear the woman of Samaria saying, our father worship on this mountain, that is a throwback to all the way in 1 Kings chapter 12 where I just read you know. That means when she says her father, it's not her father and her grandfather she's talking now. she talk over a hundred of years. This is where we have been coming to seek Yahweh's face. And they have been wasting their time. 
it was not effective and if they had been reading the bible if even this woman took up her bible and read it she would have known that something was wrong but what she has done she has allowed tradition which was passed down by previous leaders she just live in the tradition without ever one day getting up and saying god open my eyes to the scripture is this the truth is what we are doing the truth is what we are doing on this mountain the truth i'm reading the bible and i don't see anything about any mountain so they 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 they, they, they Ah, they were the, the, the woman of Samaria is following the tradition and it's getting her nowhere. It's just like when she went to the water every, the well every day to drink water. But she go home, it it would not quench her thirst. And that's why Jesus had to go to Samaria. Because he had to go to undo what Jeroboam did so many hundreds of years ago. And that's why we must also as a church begin to search the scriptures. As, as, as the body of Christ, I should be feeling pressured every week to spend time in the scriptures because the church is seeking the face of the Lord to understand the word of God. And, and, and that's just the truth. You should have persons in the church who are pushing in the word questions. Um, you know, questions. Reading the Bible have questions about the Bible, have questions about scriptures because you cannot read the Bible and don't have questions. So it goes on that... Um, She's there and she's getting nowhere spiritually. But God, thank God for Jesus who said, I have to go through Samira. You can't just depend on the advice of your spiritual leaders. You have a right to know what the scriptures say and obey and defend them. Our obligation as people of God is not to obey. And I not to say you're not supposed to obey leaders. But if I, as the pastor, present something to you which is contrary. To some extent, you should be able to say, no, this is an also this thing. You should be able to decipher through what I'm teaching. If, I, if, I, if I'm teaching you something that is not from God, you should be able to test it and read it and look through it and see if what you're getting is enough for you to be effective in this season. There should be many questions. I mean, when I was a young convert, there were so much questions. I had a question about why the church wasn't healing. I had so much questions. And people might have the questions, yes, but I had them. I, I searched for them and I think I found answers. And in seeking to find answers, you become a teacher yourself. In seeking to understand things about the world, you, you become a teacher and a pastor. A pastor is not somebody who just get up one day and say, I'm going to Bible college. A pastor is somebody, and I'm not saying you have to become a pastor to read the Bible. You need to read the Bible. The Bible says you must read the Bible. Right? The Bible says you must engage the scriptures. Right? Because in them, you, you find like In them, there is life in them. Right? So, um, yes, man, you can't just depend on spiritual leaders. You, you, you need to have an understanding of what the scripture says. And you must defend the scriptures. You must defend the scriptures. You must be able to say, well, Pastor, you know, it said in XYZ, bam, 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 bam. And this is why I'm living my life a certain way. And I'm not saying you don't have leaders. I'm not saying you're not going to have leaders. And reading the Bible is going to make every man a... a, 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 a a leader or every woman a leader in their own right but what i'm saying is that you when you spend time when you spend time in the world it opens your eyes to see things so let's jump back over into into what i'm saying now jeroboam erected the two idols and the question is still being asked how didn't they know that this was wrong jesus is speaking to a woman who is stuck in religion 
she's stuck in religion you in fact I, uh, this is i'm gonna post this as a follow-up to my podcast about you useless or worthless religion he she is stuck in religion religion don't save anybody just coming to church does not save you just just saying you're a part of hermitage or charcoal does not it's that is not where salvation is in it is a part of what god says because he does says um i think in hebrews that um do not forsake the assembling of yourselves but i want you to understand that putting on church clothes and coming to church is not going to save you and you need to spend enough time to understand what it is that you need to do to be a part of god's plan for salvation you need to know that what you're doing is a part of God's plan of salvation. You, some of you need to know what God's plan is for marriage. Some of you need to know what God's plan is for work, for healing, for music, for singing. We, we, need, we, have, we need to have a biblical narrative about church. Because sometimes you come to church and, you know, thank God there are a few persons who might do it. They might read a scripture and then they go into what they're doing. But a lot of persons do it because I've seen this as a part of my tradition. Even sometimes you go to, you find that churches also have a narrative. Churches also have a narrative around their pastors. You go to particular church, people worship like how their pastor worship. People pray like how their pastor pray. People do things like how their pastor do it. Because what they're doing, they're coming up and they're seeing something and they're falling in line with what they're seeing. And ain't nothing wrong with that. But sometimes we have to move beyond what we are seeing and what the Bible is saying. So you see some person you go and just be so they worship. You just see that they really take a narrative from the pastor at the church. And that's not nothing wrong because the pastor is a person where you can look up to and follow what the pastor is doing. Nothing is wrong with that. But, but more than what the pastor is doing, it is what is God doing and what God is saying. Because if we are just doing something because grandma do it, grandpa do it, and um, pastor do it, then it is just mere religion and it is not a relationship. It is not based out of something that is going anywhere or leading to any spiritual growth or breaking the cycles over your life. So we need to look at that. So um, she was talking religion. She was not, she has no scriptural basis for what she is doing. Everything we do, brothers and sisters, we should have a scriptural basis. So if, if you spend time in the word, you'd know that you need to witness. If you spend time in the word, you know you need to pray. Spending time in the word, it, 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 it leads to a lot of things. It gives you a lot of things. And even right now, um, as we finish, I'm going to just set, set some time up, apart to spend even more time in the word. I know I spend some time just looking over this, whether yesterday or today too kind of frame the narrative for this discussion but we need to spend time in the world you need to you need to spend time seeking god's face in the world the 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 longest psalm in the bible is psalm 119 and every verse except three in that very long chapter you can look at psalm it is dealing with the word of God. Every verse except three. So if you read it, you hear him talk about thy precepts. You hear him talk about thy laws, thy statues. And most of them you hear, like you hear one, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed unto thy law. Uh, where which shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed to thy law. And how shall, you know, it's all of these scriptures that you see. And it, all of them is challenging people to spend time in the word in order to become something effective. So the word is very important. And can I give you this revelation as we are here having a discussion? Now, prayer is predominantly you speaking to God. The Holy Scriptures is God speaking to you. 
So it's a communication cycle. It's a cycle of you talking to God and God talking to you through his word. So it doesn't make sense. Boy, I pray. I mean, you got to talk to me. And boy, I got to talk to this person. You know, talk to me. But God is always talking to everybody. Because if you can take, if you can take up your Bible and read your Bible, you'd find that God is speaking to you. There are times I take up the Bible and it's a, the, the verse I'm reading is a direct answer to some questions that I've been asking of God. So let's jump back into this. All right. So, um, she was not, she had no spiritual basis for what she's doing. Do we have spiritual basis for some of the things we do at church? I would think we have a lot of spiritual basis for things we do at church, but are there other things that we should be doing? Is there other things that you should be doing? Are there things you should be doing that I might not have dealt with as yet? Because, um, a pastor can be led in a particular area but maybe there are things God wants you to do that I have not, I have not, I have not ventured into that territory as yet. Um, I have not, might not, not venture because you recognize that there's limitations to how often pastors and congregation meet. Pastors might meet and there's a particular scripture on his heart for the church. But as an individual, you need to spend time in the word and realize that there are things in the word that is speaking to you. First Corinthians speak about the gifts of the spirit, manifestation of the gifts of the spirit. Maybe you need to be reading in that narrative to understand what that is saying. Um, sometimes there are other areas of our life that um, we need to be reading to understand what God is saying to us in that era. So we all have, a, 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 we all should have or spend time engaging God in the word that, that, that is living waters. The truth be told, truth be told, the entire region of Samaria was lost to God because they were practicing something that was not scriptural. It was not scriptural. And there are times, my brothers and sisters, I wonder if, if the church universal in this age is missing some things or we're not willing to open up our spirit to receive something. Or, or, because there's a lot of promises that God promised the church that the church would be doing and the church ain't doing it. It's not being manifested in the church, you know. And it could be a fault of mine or a fault of the denomination. It could be, it could be just a fault of what is happening in this age. Maybe we have become more worldly. Maybe we're, there's a lot of things we're doing that we should not be doing. But you need to spend time in the Word. You have to spend time in it. You need to spend time. Because what if there are things that we are reading and we are not willing to pass it down to church? I'm not saying that. That is happening as far as I know. But I'm saying what if it is happening? Because as I, I, left, I left with you in another, um, in another discourse, if you'd have seen that, I think it's a video I did about your authority and your power. Um, for those of you who might have watched it. And if you haven't, it's on my Facebook page. I may not send you on Facebook or idle, but it's still on it. Um... You'd have recognized that in that your poor authority. I was talking about in Luke 9 verse 1 where God was saying, Lord was saying, I give you power and authority. I mean, come on. A lot of that power and authority, we're not seeing it today. What if I am overlooking something? Hello? What if the what if the New Testament church is drifting from something? You need to spend time in the word as an individual. We, I need to be seeing spiritual growth from people who are spending time in the world. Hallelujah. So, they were lost. The entire summer. Can you imagine how much souls were gone to hell from Jeroboam's day 
till Jesus is walking into Samaria because of wrong, wrong teaching, wrong scripture, wrong biblical analysis. People put things in place for their own purpose and agenda. Because what Jeroboam did, you know, Jeroboam twisted things so that he could benefit. And not only that, but that he could also, um, what I want to say now, he could also save his own neck. We don't know a church. You have to spend time. You have to spend time in the word for your own good and your own safety. I'm speaking to Charkeel Hermitage. You have to spend time and find time to spend in the word so that you can be abreast of what is happening as the church progresses in these last days. Right? So Jesus, who is the word, is heading towards Samaria as we skip back to John 4. To confront and deliver these people from the cycle of religious bondage that brought about no spiritual life or transformation or growth. So Jesus himself has said, I go in a Samaria. And if, as I said, if you listen to um, the podcast I did about understanding the Old Testament, it's very long, about 30 minutes. But it shows you how um, Israel was split and it became Judah and Israel and um because it came Judah and Israel, only the persons in Judah were really practicing the law. Everybody in Israel, all of that 10 tribes, nearly nearly 9 out of 10 persons in Israel became reptobate. If it should, not 9 out of 10, sorry, 11 out of 12, because it's 12 tribes and 11, kind of 11, maybe 10 broke away. So you imagine that a majority of Israel is now cut off from God. God have mercy on our soul. God, Lord, help us to God help me to give these people real biblical truth. That's the amount of persons who are going to lose their soul because a system was put in place and, and the system was a false system and for hundreds of years, all of these souls become just as reptobate as the Canaanites, the Moabites, the, 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 the Jebusites, the, all of the sites them were of as practiced strange cultic religion. The people of God became cultic. Why? Because they ceased to read the law for themselves and they just began to depend on others to tell them what the truth is. We are in very serious time. Matthew 24 says that deception will be the number one thing that will be prevalent in the last days. They suppose one day deception is taking place in Charkeel Hermitage. I mean, how many persons there are, are spending enough time in the world? I'm not saying if I come up with something far out or way off the, 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 the ball. And God forbid, I'm just saying, how much do you know about God's word? That if something was missing, something was not true, you could say, well, no, that is no. But Pastor Mar said that, no, right. Or suppose something came down from the island office. Or God forbid, something came down from the government. Because we see now that there's no... Uh, a, a, a new precedent being set in this day when the government is no kind of so when church can open when church can close and yes it starts with coronavirus but let me tell you something everything in the world is spiritual anything that is happening now start in the spiritual realm and i'm not talking about no strange spiritual realm i'm talking about the realm where jesus dwell as king and lord and where demonic forces are operating so this is not an economic crisis on the world. This is a spiritual attack. For everything that happened, it is a battle against um, hell and the souls of men. Hey, so when the, when, the, when the government start to say certain things, can you form a narrative that say, hey, if God said we must meet together, all the government must say we must meet. 
and I, and I can understand, you know, I understand why we're not meeting at this time. But we should be so zealous that we're saying, hey, we, we are watching the government, we are watching, we are watching, we are watching, we are shut down the church. We understand, maybe we're not going to come out, but we are watching because we want to see if this thing want to take another turn. And we understand time, we understand seasons based off the word of God. So yes, he's going to break the cycle. And I, I, it was not just a cycle of, of um, useless religion, but it was a cycle of biblical illiteracy. It was a cycle of lack of reading the Torah. And obviously this lady has some understanding of the Torah because she, she was also looking for the prophet to come. She was also looking for the prophet to know because she was saying, well, there's a prophet who is to come and he's going to teach us everything. He's going to clear up all of this thing. When he drops on the scene, you're going to understand whether it's on and the mountains are down by Jerusalem. But you know what Jesus was saying? And I want to do another. One day I'm going to do one on John chapter 3 because this one was dealing with, um, with useless religion among heathens. But if you look at John chapter 3, with Nicodemus, you'd recognize that Jesus was consult was was confronting religion that would lead nowhere, not just in Samaria, but he was consult confronting it in Jerusalem also. When Nicodemus came, that was a con that, that was God confronting useless religious practice with 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 with, with Nicodemus, and I'm, I'm God willing, I'll share it with you um some other time. The world will always be the enemy of. The word, sorry, will always be the enemy of mere religious practices. That means when Jesus comes, Jesus will come to confront mere religion. He's coming to confront it and, and to tear it down. In fact, when you read the text in, in John, in sorry, in Revelation, Revelation, um, this is Revelation 3 verse 20. Uh, listen to this. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. W w Jesus was on the outside of the church. This, these letters were to the church in Revelation before it skips over to the narrative of what's happening in the world. And Jesus was saying, he's at the door knocking. Then if Jesus is at the door of the church knocking to come into the church, then what is happening? The church is useless religion. And and this was framing the narrative for the last days. Jesus said, me there at the door and knock. That means what was that? Church was being held, you know. You have to understand the, the context of that text in Revelation. He's writing to all the churches. That was the church. You know, the last church. I don't even know if it was Smyrna or whichever one it was. He's writing to the church and he's saying, it, 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 he's saying, I, I am at the door knocking to come in. The Lord is saying, church. He said, I'm knocking at the door. But church is keeping. Church was being held. Because the letter was to the church in Laodicea. And, and, and Jesus saying, I am knocking at the door of the church of Laodicea wanting to come in. That means what they were practicing in Laodicea was useless, worthless religion that would give no spiritual life. And these are the times when, when, when believers can't just sit around and, and who will me sit down and uh, listen man, yo, 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 God pray for me. Listen man, I heard a statement the other day. If there was more fire in the, in the pews, there would be more fire in the pulpit. And yes, we have a technique too. The church needs to be at the place as individuals where your lamps are burning and on fire and spending time in God's word and understanding the time. As it's a healthy church that builds a healthy community. It's not a healthy pastor keep a healthy church, which it plays a part. Because the pastor repetitively, you understand that. But if the pastor alone are reading the Bible and pray, the church is a problem. 
That's just the truth. If we have a if we have a church group, and in the church group, I don't see persons engaging, engaging the, the membership with a text I read and something I read and 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 and, and, a, and a note and something I read and a revelation I got. The church is in problem. Anyways, let me see if I can wrap this up. So as it, it, it ends, so Jesus wants to confront every dead religious practice. Jesus wants to tear down every dead religious practice. Jesus wants to ensure, and maybe that I don't know, brothers and sisters, I'm always, I'm a, I'm a religious conspiracy theorist. Because God say healing powers and all these things must be manifested in the church. And I grew up in the 80s and it was being manifested. Then is what happened so. Something is happening and something is happening. Something is happening. Something is happening in this generation. Something is happening in the churches. Something is happening among the ministers. Something is happening in the policies. And me, I, I'm not pointing at, 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 at the New Testament church. I'm not pointing at Chakular Hermitage. I'm talking at the church. The church across the board. There's something wrong. When we look in churches nowadays, we give God thanks, thanks to a young man like Minister Tolo. And I'm saying his prophetic ministry might not grow and, and one day might start. But you find that most persons, they wouldn't humble themselves and, 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 and just work in a church. Most times as you see a prophet get up, the next thing you look, they're going to start their own church. And a lot of things happen. It a happen, it a happen, it a happen. And the church is like a different narrative is being formed. So the church cannot be effective. Anyway, the word takes authority over every practice carried out in the church. So no matter what we are practicing, if, the, if it cannot be backed up in the word, if it cannot be backed up scriptural, scripturally, it is useless. I'm not saying we don't do things. We do things because church have rules and we just have certain practices and we don't put our church in practice. Go come church, we wear church clothes. It not have anything to do with salvation, but that's just something we do. It's not killing us, so we do it. But if we start to put our trust in our square mouth boot, tie and broad hat, we are waiting for a problem. Because that, that is just a religious practice. Right? So if a person gets saved and he only have jeans, pants and, and say, brother, 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 hey, um, that's in Chalky Hill. If you are hearing me or your wife hearing me, you get saved and you don't have no church boot and a church plan. You're not supposed to be at the yard and I worry about why I can't come to church because I don't have church clothes. No, Holland, where you haven't come? The two young sisters are the, 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 the two sisters who got um, baptized in Chalky Hill. You don't you know, have no, no big bossy church dress. Holland, where you haven't come? Where's the put on where you haven't come at church as long as I know anything too out of ordinary? You understand what I'm saying? You come to church, there's no church clothes. You wear church clothes if you have church clothes, but if you don't have church, quote unquote, unquote, church clothes, you come with what you have because that is just religious practice. That is just a religious that not have nothing to do with your salvation. And we need to read and find out what is it that is propelling me towards the presence of God. So I jump back over to to 1 Kings 12 and verse 30 as I close. As I close. It says this. The thing became a sin. Something the church did. Jeroboam did. As a, as a, as he instituted as a form of worship. And, and the Bible said a sin. That means people left their homes. The hills of, 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 
of, of Naft, the, where the region where Naftali and God and Dan and all of these different people would come out of these hills and say, all right, well, let's go. We are come. We are going to Jerusalem. I said, no, 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 go to Jerusalem this year. Stop at Bethel. They say, no, we now go we now go to Jerusalem again. We are stop at Bethel. Stop at Dan. And I seen. Jeroboam just killed one whole generation or multiple generations by putting sin in place. And people start practicing says religion and say it's going to get them somewhere with God. Let us spend time in the word, brothers and sisters. We could find the grace and the time. There's so much distractions even nowadays. Sometimes by the time you spend a little time in the word, you, you want to watch covid if you know, watch COVID, you want to watch something else, you do this, you do that, you're caught up in so many things. But let us find time to spend with God. When we spend time in the world, we're spending time with Jesus Christ himself. And uh, all the time people say, read your Bible, pray every day, and you grow, grow, grow. Don't read your Bible, forget to pray, and you shrink, shrink, shrink. Alright, so God bless you. Um, Before I go, Father, I place every listener every person who is hearing my voice right in your hands at this time i pray god that despite all the things that come to want to eat up our spiritual appetite that you would release almighty god release 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 an appetite for your word release an appetite for your word even at this time release an appetite there's so many things that want to kill our appetite god there's so much evil that is rising up even in this season in the season of of the crisis in the world the devil is still mad he's still attacking he's still tearing down he wants to tear down everything that is associated with the believer god even as he said in daniel daniel god that the last days the enemy is going to wear the saints god we see the manifestation even in this season. But we ask for grace. We ask for mercy. God, I pray for every member of Chalk Hill and Hermitage in this season. God, that your blood would not, um, God, be wiped off. Dear God, that their names will still be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I pray for myself. I pray for my family even at this time to Almighty God. I pray that no weapon that the enemy has formed against my family, no enemy that they, no weapon that the enemy has fall against my ministry. God, I declare to you, God, that I will do ministry without fear nor favor. Almighty God, I declare that I will spend time seeking your word. God, without apologies, Almighty God, to do what you call me to do. I pray to you, God, that I'll be focused. I pray that your people be focused in this season. Almighty God, I pray that people still gravitate to your work, your word, Almighty God, and your work even in this season help us to look up god help us to look up that will not be found wanting at your appearing father i thank you for hearing me and i thank you for answering in jesus precious name and all god's people say amen hallelujah please share this message with the believers please share this message with the believers it's a very important message that needs to be read um hopefully maybe one day i'll do one on prayer but this needs to be read and this needs to be heard right now. Um, if you are new and you're looking something to read in the Bible, um, John, the gospel according to John and James are two easy books to read. Um, you read narrative books. So if you read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you read Acts. These are easy to understand because there are narratives. There are stories that are being played out. James is very easy to understand. Um, some of them are easier to understand. Romans is a little bit more technical and so too maybe Hebrews. I'm not saying you're not supposed to read Romans and not supposed to be read Hebrew. I'm just telling you that some of them, it's it's a bit 
even even peter himself says that some of paul's writing are not easy to understand so um it's all of it is the bible but i'm just telling you that some of it is like you're you move from milk to meat as a baby uh anything in the old testament from leading up to the prophets you can always read those because there are stories that you can understand what god is doing in them so get started start reading start spending time in the world comment about what you're reading um yeah we're hearing about people we're commenting about everything we are about covid let's hear what you're reading in the bible right so let's hear some get some interaction from the people as you read something share the wisdom of god with you god bless you love you the love of the lord until we meet again